Success. We all want it, but how do you know when you've achieved it? Is it by the amount of money you've made, the people you've impacted, or is it how you feel about yourself? We all have different perceptions about what it means to be a boss, glow up, or have it all together. But what we think and what is real are often not one in the same. Welcome to Filtered Perceptions, an interview and storytelling podcast that features honest conversations that will unravel our complicated perceptions about success and achievement. I created this podcast to unravel what it means to be successful by sharing honest stories that go behind the highlight reels of individuals who've created a life of meaning and purpose, a life that goes so much deeper than money, fame, and followers. Season one will feature inspiring stories from entrepreneurs, former startup founders, side hustlers, creatives, and even from me from time to time, who share honest truths about our wins, losses, who we were then, who we are now, and the challenges and lessons that we've experienced along the way. So now let's address the elephant in the room. Who is the person behind this podcast? And why was it created? Now, although this podcast is not about me, I wanted to devote this episode to introduce myself and share a little bit about my story and journey of unraveling perceptions in my life. Because as you can probably relate, I've had moments where I've had to hide behind a filter and I've learned lessons along the way that have helped me recognize that success is so much deeper than what we see. So who is Siobhan? Well, here are a couple facts about me. I was born and raised in Toronto. I am a proud cat lady, even though I've developed an allergy over the years, which makes me really sad. I'm an introvert that's extremely extroverted when I'm with my friends, and I have a tendency to overthink a lot, so much so that it's a miracle that this podcast is even launched. But jokes aside, when it comes to my work, I've always been someone who's worn many hats. I'm a well-being and mental health advocate, a side hustler, a speaker, an employee experience specialist. I've always been booked and busy, you can say. Even as a child, I've had a full schedule of activities. And although on the outside, I've enjoyed public wins such as creating a popular event series, doing media appearances, and coaching others, what folks don't really see is the anxiety I feel each time the spotlight was turned on me. And any time that people began to define my work and myself as successful. For years, I tried to keep up appearances that all was well but I've always feared that someone would find out that behind all the work that I was doing, I was hanging on by a thread. I've lived with anxiety for years, but about two years ago, it got to the point where I no longer could ignore it. You see, I've always used my work as a way to numb my anxious feelings or to ignore the things I just didn't want to confront. Things that are pretty heavy, like past traumas, debt, Just things that I wanted to just kind of sweep under the rug. There were so many occasions when I should have slowed down 
but I'd create something and pour all of my attention into it until it became a new stressor that I needed to escape from. And I lived with this cycle for years until I came face to face with the reality that my devotion to working and serving others really came at the expense of checking in with myself. So let's rewind to 2016, my turning point moment. I recently completed one of my biggest events to date, Side Hustle Week. I was accepted as a Canadian delegate to attend the G20 YEA Summit in Beijing, China, and I was in talks about doing a major collaboration for my side hustler community. Now, what should have been one of the most exciting times of my career was actually one of my most anxiety-ridden. My anxiety made me feel like I was an imposter during this time, and I had so many nights where I just cry myself to sleep. My initial gut reaction, and the thing that I'd always usually do, was to jump back into work. But this time, it wasn't helping, because I simply was too tired. My coping mechanism was no longer working. And as I found myself feeling more anxious, my thoughts began to become so much darker. Now, anyone who's lived with anxiety and depression you know this feeling. And even though I wouldn't act on those dark thoughts, I just couldn't take the chance. I knew I had to stop running in circles of being booked and busy and pretending like everything was fine. And I had to learn how to pause and do so with intention instead. So that's what I did. I paused. I paused all the things that kept me busy and prevented me on focusing on my mental health and happiness. But in doing so, it also paused all the things that I thought made me successful. Things such as my events, my business, and even some of the work I did at my full-time job. For the first time in my life, I had to confront and figure out who I was without all the titles and fancy accomplishments. I had to learn how to love who I was without relying on what I could do for other people and learn how to just be. So in this time, I became committed to learning how to win without losing myself in the process of life. And that's the focus of this episode and the core goal of Filter Perceptions. I want you to create a life that's full of meaning, health, and wellness. Not one that just looks great on the gram or one that keeps you so busy that you don't have time to address your pain. Author Stephen Pressfield has said that most of us lives two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. So my question to you is, what are you willing to do to discover your unlived life? My journey of taking a pause from all the things that I didn't want to confront and all the things that I deemed as aspects of making me successful really helped me discover my unlived life. And it was a big catalyst for me. During that time, I realized that a lot of the things that I was doing were almost as if I was climbing the ladder to success but that ladder was on the wrong wall. 
It led me to resign from a job that I worked at for five years to start at a new company doing work that I absolutely love. I actually sold my home. I paid off all of my debt. I took a pause from my business and I started to learn how to get to know me. So I wanted to devote this episode to share four tips that I learned on how to begin unraveling your definition of success, and most importantly, how to learn how to win without losing yourself. So tip number one is to begin by understanding who you truly are. One of my favorite questions that I ask my guests on the podcast this season is to describe themselves outside of their accomplishments and titles. Now, the words that follow I am usually have a direct link to how we carry ourselves throughout the world. I remember watching an interview that Oprah, who is a mentor in my head, did with Deepak Chopra. And Deepak asked Oprah to describe who she was. And it, I remember her saying that it took her about three days to even just come up with a response to how she could describe who she was without explaining and sharing her titles. And the fact that it took Oprah that long just shows you how hard of a task this is. And I think the reason why, it's because we're so conditioned to put ourselves into boxes by our titles, our accomplishments, our degrees, and so on and so forth. But if you were to take all of those things away and you only had your name, what would you say about yourself? What do you want the world to know about you? Think about what you want your legacy to be and begin start taking the steps to do that right now. Because the only person that can define who you are and what you want to achieve is you. We are constantly evolving, growing, and changing. And the experiences that we encounter will continue to shape our legacy, but only when you define yourself. Now, tip number two is to deepen your definition of success. Now, every minute of the day, our social media feeds are filled with motivational mantras, all of these different sayings about making sure that we don't get left behind, things like team no sleep, hashtag goals, you know, you want to make sure that you're glowing up. And as much as it can be sometimes to catch a glimpse of inspiration, honestly, in the long run, it does nothing for our well-being. It's so easy for our views of success to be distorted now that we live in the age of social media. But when we only focus on the folks that have made it, we are doing ourselves a disservice. We're not seeing the full picture. And we discount all of the lessons within our own life. And above all, it's so important to remember that success is a journey. I've learned from experience that the best way to know that you're doing something right and if you're on the right track is if it feels right. Think of your feelings as your own internal GPS. So tip number three is to confront and embrace the darkness. Now, from the outside looking in, so many years, it always seemed like I had everything together. I had a great career. I had a business. 
I was like focused on self-care and helping people focus on theirs. But there was always something missing and I could never really figure out what it was. And I think a big part of that was because I always had this fear of embracing the darkness and embracing some of the hard times, the traumas and different things that I was going through. But the reality is, is that we shouldn't be afraid of our, our fears. We shouldn't be afraid of those dark moments. There's a quote that I love from Janine Roth that says that most of us spend our lives protecting ourselves from losses that have already happened. And I couldn't agree more. Because when we resist the existence of our problems and fears, we strengthen them, we empower them, and we actually are inviting them to stay in our lives. But when we confront that elephant in the room, it will be uncomfortable and it'll take some time, but you'll get through it. And you'll realize that you're so much stronger than you ever imagined. When you don't take the time to deal with your source of pain, it'll come out in other sometimes unhealthy ways. Kind of like how I was with all my constant working. It keeps us trapped in who we were instead of evolving us into who we have the potential to become. And my last tip is to remember that self-love is your job. So a quote that I love from Nisha Moodley is that self-love is your job. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're not taking your work seriously enough. You are the vessel for your message, and without you, your message falls flat. It's critical that we live in the way that we want to give. Now my question to you is, are you living in a way that you want to give? I can confidently speak with ex- from experience that it's so easy for us to be willing to be of service to others while neglecting to be of service to ourselves. Now, over the years, self-care has become a lifeline for me. And it's evolved over the years from having a passion for fitness to finding more ways to focus on my spirit, my mental health, and my emotional well-being. But the best self-care, my friends, is self-awareness. If I didn't realize that I needed to take a pause, I have no idea if this podcast would exist right now, or even if I'd be. Take care of yourself and remember that no amount of wins or keeping up with appearances is worth sacrificing yourself and your well-being. So there you have it. My life is very much on permanent beta, but for the first time, I'm fully embracing it. I hope that you join me this season to embrace more imperfection in your life as well and take comfort in the stories that we share and remember that no one has everything figured out. I'm so, so excited to share the stories of our guests this season, and I'll pop in periodically to share my own thoughts on some solo episodes too. But before I go, I want to conclude our episode by sharing a special a special feature that will be present in each podcast. So to help you unravel perceptions in your own life, at the conclusion of every episode, I'll share a few reflection questions that were inspired by the main themes in the episode. This podcast is about putting in work, so grab a notebook or you can record a voice note for yourself as a diary entry. So today, there are three questions that were inspired by today's episode. 
and here we go. Question one, what do you want in your life but you're afraid to admit because it probably means that you're going to have to make some very big and difficult changes? Question two, what do you want your legacy to be and what steps can you begin to take to close the gap? And our last question is, what is your definition of self-care? Where do you need to step up self your self-care practices in your life? I would love to hear how this process is for you. If you take a moment to do the reflection questions, tag me on Filtered Perceptions on Instagram, or you can send me a tweet at Siobhan John. And with that, that wraps up episode one. I am so excited to kick off this journey with you. And I cannot wait to hear your feedback. So if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you subscribed and took a moment to leave me a review. You can also connect with me at filteredperceptions.co and subscribe for behind the scenes exclusives on our upcoming guests and be the first to know when our episodes go live. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.